my friend was broke. She didn't know what to do or where to turn. I'm Nora Ellen. The reason I began this podcast called Women Starting Over is to help women like my friend who find themselves in financial hardship, like divorce, or lost their job or went bankrupt, or maybe, sadly, their husband passed away. You will love these real-life stories of my guests of how they went from being broke to hope to financial success. If she can do it, so can you. Here we go. I am so excited to introduce you to our guest today, who has been an entrepreneur, self-made entrepreneur for six and a half years. She works with a local homeless nonprofit group, very empathetic towards the needs of her community. She led a team of a dozen 10-year-old girls to the number one cheerleading squad in the state with her daughter, which I love that. Her daughter was the assistant coach, and she still hears from these girls' mothers after all these years of the impact that it made on their daughter's lives, giving them competence. She has three adult children, two precious grandchildren, and I know her sons are with a major... They're influencers, as I understand. They are. And they are with a major shoe company has, is sponsoring them. She is a founder of the largest BNI group in Arizona, Reach the Hall of Fame. BNI stands for Business Network International. It's a, a wonderful business networking group you can look into. She's a master graduate and ambassador of personal and professional self development. Welcome, Amy Shelton. Thank to you. our show. We are really excited to hear your story. Amy and I had recorded another time, and unfortunately, my little card was not pushed far enough in. So I'm excited to re-record this with her because <laughs> she's just amazing. And there was something I thought was important that I wanted her to share that we weren't able to include last time. And second is always better. Amy, just start with your life. Let's go back maybe how you grew up a little bit, background, family background. That's always good to know kind of what shaped you and then how you ended up in a very difficult place financially, what you did to get yourself out of that. Sure. Well, um, I was raised right outside of Washington, D.C. in a suburb of metropolitan Washington, D.C. Maryland. is It's like a really big area. And then right about 12 miles from downtown DC proper is Fairfax, Virginia. And that's where I was raised. Um, and my mother was a registered nurse and my father had been a soldier. And after he retired, he became a civil servant, would work in the Pentagon and local military bases in the area. And that's where I met my going to be husband. We went to elementary school, middle school, high school and college wow. together. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and he's the father of my beautiful, our beautiful three children. And then we have the two grandchildren together um, and so we went to college where we knew he was going to be a soldier. And so um, even though I had already started working, I started working the day I turned 14. Wow. Yeah, I was raised by hard workers. And they that was really instilled in me um, to be giving and to work. Right. <laughs> and you couldn't expect things to be given to you. Right. You know, you could give to others and then things, you, you know, things will show up in your life that will that will always work out for you. Um, I, I did have an early influence that that mattered a lot, um, and that was a gentleman that coached me in gymnastics. And what happened was when I was nine, 
he saw something in me and I don't know, I don't know what it was. I mean, I can, I can't speak for him, but nice. I, sure. I would say maybe like leadership qualities um, that I was coachable, but that I liked then to turn to others and help and encourage and motivate them. Wonderful. So something beyond talent, which really helps. I wasn't talented. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was not talented. But see what I mean? He, it, yes, something be, beyond talent that he knew sure, could make you a good gymnast. Sure. Because I actually have a rare genetic disease that inhibited my ability to ever be like an Olympic gymnast. Um, and he didn't care about any of that. He cared oh that, um, that I was good at what I did, but better was that I turned to the others around me and made them better. I'd whisper, you know, point your toe, you know, or I'd say, <laughs> you know, like squeeze your ears. And so he said, I'm going to train you to be a coach. And wow. so that's why I was lined up that on the day of my 14th birthday, I already had a job. I had to go get a work permit. I had already had to have the school sign off that my grades were good. My behavior was good. My attendance was good. My mom and dad had to sign it in the state of Virginia had to grant permission and then they control the hours and days, you know, so wonderful. for child labor law purposes, okay. you know, <laughs> and, and so we followed that process. And then on the day that I turned 14, you know, I had a social security card, which now is standard, but back then, you know, 14 year olds didn't have a social security right, card. Right. And so I, I had to go through this process because it was important to me. And he had told me since I was nine like, this is what we're going to do. And so the day I turned 14, I started coaching other children. Amazing. And so that was wonderful because then in college, I had a career. And then when we moved around in the military, it didn't really matter where we moved. I always had a skill that I could do. And it wasn't that I was so skilled. I have many, many, many gymnasts and cheerleaders around America that are way more skilled than me. But they got that way because of my ability to watch them uh, give them correction, feedback for improvement in a way that they could take it and then they could implement it and be better. And so my greatest pride was never my ability. It was the abilities I was able to instill in other people. Right. And I was really grateful that I had that because moving in the military is very challenging. Um, you know, if you, if you, if they know you're not going to be there long, a lot of times near a military base, they won't give you a job. Their attitude is you could be here six months, maybe nine, a year, two to two max. And so it's very hard to have a career and be an, uh, an army wife. And so I was glad that I had that. And that was able to go with me, um, as you mentioned, right up until I um, came here to Arizona. And then um, my daughter and I, like you said, she was my assistant and we um, helped those little girls, some of whom had were not athletes had no flexibility, no gymnastics background, no cheer, cheering background. And I guess the point of all that is, is that that doesn't matter. Much like with me at nine, when I was not that skilled, I was not that talented. And that's not really what it's all about. It's about potential. right? And having somebody see potential in you and be willing to take the time and use their energy to bring it out. And that's what the moms and the girls still reach out to me and say to me is, you know, that they remember that and they think that it's their daughter is part of who she is, is, is that experience. Right. And of course the experience of athletics is showing up, having a good attitude, being prepared, hard work, teamwork, not letting your team down. If your grades aren't where you know they need to be, I'm not going to let you come on the field. Now, what are we going to do? You just ruined everything for everybody. So they wouldn't do that. And they also knew so, that when they sometimes did slip a little bit, the mom would call me and we would make them come to the field with their work and sit and do it <laughs> while mm -hmm. the team like was stretching. And so if there was an assignment that they had forgotten and the teacher had sent like a bad note, 
um, they would, you know, the moms weren't going to let them off the hook. Because the moms were, yeah, the moms were bought, bought in that's good. and they're like, no, nope, that's not how this works, you know? And then the girls would come, you know, and there was probably a little bit, I'm going to call it embarrassment, maybe shame, you know, that they had let us down, but then they were motivated because they saw us there and then they would get it done and then they could come. So they didn't like that feeling. So they were, they didn't do it again if they ever did it at all. Right. So it you're was, really patient with them. And I love how impacting adults are. On kids, they can, they can, they have the, they have the capacity to be in good or bad ways. So even children, and let's go back to, now I did not know that your husband was like a childhood sweetheart and sadly that ended up in divorce. So what happened at that point? Well, I had panicked (laughs) because as I said, I didn't have, you know, my college degree. I had interrupted my nursing school to follow him, his uh, career around which was important. And I knew that from when we were in college, because in ROTC, you know, they're, they're prepping you for this career and you need to be a team. There's a lot of assignments. Like I ran the FRG, which is the family readiness group while he was deployed. So he might take, you know, all the men that are soldiers, but I get the, now I have the women and their children and whatever that comes with that. So, you know, if they get told, um, we have to go, they'll be gone in 30 minutes. And then I have to deal with the aftermath. Oh, my husband, he took the car to the field and he took the automatic car and left me the manual and I can't drive manual. Guess who has to go teach someone how to drive a manual transmission, you know, because that was my responsibility. So really the things we do in life that we don't realize are important now when women find themselves in a financial hardship. So we often don't think of what we've done in our lives that can help us now, even going back years ago, which I didn't think about myself until I started writing down, well, what have I done? How did that help? How did that change people and change me? So fast forward to when you're divorced and all that you've done, which has brought you to that day and you panicked. And then now what were you thinking next? Well, I was thinking, how am I going to take care of myself and my children? You know, and my first, um, my first thought was I should have seen all this coming, but I didn't, you know, when I, when I agreed to marry someone that was going to have this career and I set my career to the side, you know, I think I thought like, Oh, I did this to myself, you know? And then I thought, okay, but it is what it is. I I did those things. I did them for the right reasons in the time that I did them. But like you just said, I had to make a list of like, what do I know how to do? What am I good at? What, you know, what resources do I have? And so my, my, my favorite thing that I love to do from my life was reading. And I thought, oh, there's probably resources I can read. So, you know, there back in the day, you know, there was, I I love an actual book, you know, we didn't have a Kindle when this happened and I don't (laughs) like them anyway, but you know, there's libraries and there's used bookstores. I mean, shoot, Goodwill has stacks and stacks of books that people have either bought and read once or bought and didn't read at all. And, um, and I found a book called wild at heart by John Etheridge. And I read that very intentionally first book I read when this whole thing just went to pieces because I didn't really think about myself so much. I made the list of what I needed to do. And the first thought thing on top was the kids and mostly the boys. 
because they are boys and I am not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I didn't know what to do with them. And I realized I was going to have to be like their mother and their father when they were with me. I was going to have, I didn't want to ruin them in some way inadvertently. And so I thought I need to prepare to be raising these boys through puberty, no less, which is a very hard time, even when you have two parents in the household that agree on everything. And I got the book and I learned so much. I mean, it's I learned a great book. Oh my goodness. And not, and, and, and then a side effect of the book was that it really changed my relationship with my father because in the book, it talks about, um, men raising men, good men, what makes them good men, this, the, the things they have to go through in order to become men, or you can stunt them and leave them in the state of a little boy for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And then it talks, talked about how they are doing what they were taught. And in that moment, I was just struck because I realized like my dad, he was just doing what he had been taught. Right. So being mad about it or questioning it or, or thinking like, I wish it had been different is really futile because you can't change that. And you can't, it does model. uh, We do have that modeling. So this is wonderful that you went to a resource. How can I help my boys, which is wonderful. And that kind of freed your mind. Help myself. Yes. Mm -hmm. To help yourself now to focus on income. Tell right. us how you got into that. Well, that and that was funny because I actually at that moment wasn't focused on income because most people know the divorce process is long and painful. And yes. so at that moment, it wasn't it wasn't an immediate issue, but I had a kid that needed a car and that was an immediate issue. So I went around um, where we live in Maricopa County is a very large county. And I started out where I was at the time, which was the far, far edge of Mesa, right by Apache Junction. So, I mean, I'm out there. And, um, I started looking for a vehicle and I just had to keep going and keep going because I was getting treated horribly. I wasn't being listened to. I wasn't getting, nobody was following up. And I've never been so frustrated with a process in my entire life. Um, I think probably because in the military there's systems and methods and there's chains of command and it's all very broken down and clear it's not confusing. It's right. really obvious. And this was something that I didn't have experience with, but because of the situation with my husband, he, I wasn't going to ask him to help me. I was sure. like, I got to figure this out. So I did. And, um, and then I just continued looking for these vehicles until I made my way all the way over to the other side of Phoenix with no luck. And um, I sat down at a desk inside of a dealership with a gentleman whose name was Chris. And he said to me, um, you would be really good at this. And I was like, excuse me. And I had mentioned to him, you know, that I was looking to, you know, get into some line of business. I, you know, that didn't come up. He just blurted that out at me. And I found that really curious, you know, and I was like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, you know, you would just be so good at this. And I I looked at him and I go, I couldn't be any worse than everybody I've experienced across this county, (laughs) you know, and, uh, and bless their hearts because then, I actually went and applied for that job and got that job Wonderful, because of Chris suggesting it. And, um, and I was determined that I was going to be better, that I was going to be the best because I guess what I've in my lifetime, what I've learned is much like the little girls that were and boys that were around me in gymnastics class, 
what I'm good at is seeing the thing that's not going quite right. Oh, that's good. And then making the correction. It's a gift to find something well, that needs Well, it's a curse because change. people always be like, <laughs> why do you always see the negative? And I'm like, I don't mean to see it. It's just there in front of me. It's and not the negative. It's what well, needs that's, that's, if that's their If that's their take on <laughs> right? it, maybe that's a reflection on them. But like my, I always was like, I should have gone into quality control. You know, <laughs> there, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I don't believe in complaining unless you have a suggestion or solution. Right. So it's not like I'm just complaining. Oh, you're making a suggestion. I'm saying I'm observing this and I don't right. agree with it. And I think there's a better way and I'm going to find it. That's a gift. So he probably saw that in you. And what I like and what I want my listeners to think about is both Amy and I had people that said things to us like, you would be good at this. It's a good idea to ask your friends, what do you think I would be good at? And Listen to what they say, or if you have an idea, bounce it off of them and see what they say. Because oftentimes, at least for the positive, our friends see things in us we don't see in ourselves, good things. And I just wanted to I agree. share that. Both of us well, were benefit by that. And I'll add on the back of that, that for people that are listening that are in a situation where they think they're about to maybe have to change something in their life, be it a career or a relationship or whatever, and the subject matter being, you know, women starting over, right? right. Um, if you aren't surrounded by good friends, if you don't get out, if you aren't going to meetups or the library or church or uh, B&I, um, if you aren't putting yourself out there, you know, I would say, because we, the book I got was, um, you know, we're talking about, okay, say so you have no money. Let's say you can't afford a book. There's the library. Right. You know, let, let's say that you... Um, YouTube. There's a lot of resources that are free. Even more now blogs. than when this happened to me. Right. But there are groups out there of people that you can go be with and yes. get out of your house, get out of your head. Um, you mentioned my volunteerism and I right. do here in the Valley. I do things for other people. And I always did. I Besides the FRG, which was kind of my job because as a command team, him being an officer and me being his, his spouse... I didn't really get a choice in that, but I did rise up to it because I I enjoy helping people. I enjoy solving problems. So when that soldier deploys and that wife is at home and he's taken that the he's left her the ATM card but has never told her the pin. You know, I have to figure this out, you know. Right, so right. like figuring things out, but I also I also expose myself to people. Yes. And so if you're isolated and you're not getting out and you don't have people, if you don't have a support group, you you need to work your way out of your home yeah, and your they're, situation. They're out there, even you some do. meetup groups and what you're saying about being with people, it's crucial. It's crucial. People are what life is all about. And both of us have been benefited by being with other people. And you're right. If you isolate because you're scared, you don't know what to do. You're ashamed. You're embarrassed because you, right. marriage is falling. You got fired, you know, right. whatever you know, it does, it's okay. You're not alone. And that's kind of why it was important to me when you asked me to sit with you. I wanted to do this because I felt those things. I don't want anybody being like, well, maybe she had, you know, a wealthy family. Nope. Nope. Maybe she, um, you know, because you didn't even get a degree. I did not get, I did not complete my degree. And people can become entrepreneurs without a degree. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm not telling people not go to go to college, but I want people not. to know that you have options. Yes. And so what I did was I worked in that dealership and I've never been so unhappy in my life. I mean, I really jumped <laughs> out of the frying pan into the fire, but I like a challenge and I 
I, I like to be successful and I was successful in, in what I was doing and I was immersed in it and I, I'm a fast learner. I'm a good listener. I take notes. I ask questions. So I say that for people that are like, how do you do it? Yes. This is how you do it. You get in it. And even if it's not for you, you're learning something, Absolutely. even when something's bad, right? Just like if you have a family members that are negative or you have friends that you've known for your whole life, but they're not real positive and encouraging, you know, I don't want to say get rid of them, but like get some more people who can yes. counteract that absolutely, and, and, and immerse yourself in positivity. Um, because I did that. And, that, and so what you mentioned about me being a master graduate and ambassador of that personal and professional development, I ended up taking a class about communication. Good. And so that was a step for, I read the book, for the boys. And I took that class for me and it really changed my life because you think, you know, you think you're good. People tell you you're good and you listen to that. And then you go to a class where they like keep you for a couple of days and really you did, you dive really deep. And then you're like, there's, I didn't even know what I didn't know. And right. uh, I learned so much. And then I was able to apply that not just professionally, but personally. Yes. And so I continued in those classes to grow and expand yeah. and be uncomfortable. Right. I had to Good. get comfortable with being uncomfortable. We, we only grow when we're uncomfortable, right? I was very and uncomfortable proving in those ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Improving ourselves is going to help us professionally. And I always say it's not always just hard work, inner work is really important and what can help move us forward when we know what's going on in our minds and our hearts. What are our limitations? Because we need to know what is happening that is stopping us. And once you're aware of that, that's the first step to change. What What's blocking me? And become limitless. Yes. Because I had people saying things in my ear that I was believing because I was isolated, because I was had just moved here from the other side of America, I didn't know anybody. So, you know, being told things like, you can't do it, you know, you won't leave, um, you know, this, ty this type of like insidious little um, pecking away at your confidence, yes. you know, that, that you're capable and that you can walk away because right. you can start over. And I, and I did that. And then what I also did was, um, besides personal and professional self-development and surround myself with positivity and people yes. that want to grow and learn and right, laugh and have right. fun, I found it was important to me to go outside and be in the sunshine. If I'm not making vitamin D, I'm a disaster. You know, I know there was, I know there are a lot of people that take medicine. I don't, I don't take any. My medicine is other people. It's laughter. It's sunshine. Right. I know that sounds really silly and, no, and but trite. No, but I found it's cheerful. out sunshine is cheerful. Well, so, the vitamin D, the actual vitamin D. And I know this for me because I had to, I lived in Tennessee recently for two years and I just came back. And while I was there, it was, it was not good for me because it was raining and snowing and sleeting nine months of the year. Yeah. And I wasn't able to make vitamin D and you wouldn't recognize me. Right. And I had to mm -hmm. get on a plane and come back. And I mean, I put my feet on the ground. I kissed the ground. <laughs> I came back with one suitcase, everything I owned in one bag and said, it doesn't matter because I, I will have my sanity. I will have my health. I will have my network, which are these people here that I know that I built this community uh, when I you know, was starting to go through this situation with my marriage. And, um, and, and so, so you can do it. And I've done, and I did it. And then um, furthermore, what I did was those list of complaints, 
I said, um, one day I had it, I had it. And I stood up at the dealership. I did. Right. And I went out the door and they couldn't believe it. <laughs> it's all men and me. And now they're calling me. I mean, from the owner down, they're calling me and they're like, you know, calm down. And I'll tell you what, for the ladies listening, what's the fastest way to make us lose our marbles is tell us to calm down. <laughs> I, I don't like that either. And then they thought I was playing a joke because some of the men, what they'll do is they act like they're mad and they really are going golfing and they really just take a day off and then they just come back and you're oh. like, what did you just do? And, you know, they act like they quit, but then they come back and they thought I was going to do that. Oh. And that's not my nature. When I make up my mind, and that's the thing, you sometimes you just have to make up your yes. mind for do a really hard thing right. and don't let anybody talk you out of it. And so I don't, I didn't let anybody talk me into going back to anything that I knew wasn't good for me mm-hmm. and good for me may not be good for you. You decide what's good for you. But for me, it was a positive, healthy environment. The hours I was working were insanity, 70 hours a week in the dealership and then on my app outside of work. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, it was on my list that I wanted more time control. I wanted, I wanted more ability to see my children. You know, I wanted to be around to watch my grandchildren grow up and not be at the dealership. And so the list that I had made while I was observing for a year. I just said, this is the company that I'm going to start. It's going to be the opposite of everything that I've been forced to do. And it's going to be the way that I think it should be done. And the the, the good news, I think, and this is not to say that if someone else wants to begin a company that you shouldn't make adjustments or course corrections. It's just to say that I have not. I had so thoroughly made the notes of how I would do it that I have not changed anything in six and a half years. That's wonderful. Not a, not a thing because if you're really paying attention and you're really mad and upset about it, you know, the solutions will eventually rise to the surface and then that's your focus. And then you can get it into a system and then you can just follow those steps and then you'll be successful. If you um, have looked around the world and said, that's a problem. Good for you. Now solve it. Exactly. Because this is what entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs do. This is what we do. We see a problem. There's a lack in this uh, products in this area, or this product needs to be improved, or this service needs to happen, or this service needs to be improved, or information. Because there's four ways to make money. Investments, sell a product, you have a service, or you sell information. Those are pretty much the four areas of earning income. And I love what you did where it helped to stay where you're at. Sometimes we need to stay where we're at. Even we know we're in dire straits, but to get ready for where we're going, you never want to go on a journey without preparation. And, and then some instances, it's not always good to quit your job because you hate it and then look for another one. You're more employable Absolutely. oftentimes when you're still employed, looking for another job and look around you, what can be improved? And maybe you can take that yourself to become your own service business, which is what Amy did called auto Amy. I did that. And I, and I also, um, I, what I also do because I, I do, I love giving. I joined up with a BNI and I was a founding member of the largest BNI in the, in my state. And I'm super proud of that because, um, I didn't even know what BNI was. And then there I was, and we attained to, um, to reach a level that no one had ever reached before. And we, we launched our chapter with the most people in in a chapter in Arizona. And so then I had a network around me of people who our motto was givers gain. And so That's now great. I'm surrounded by people that feel similarly to me, not what, what can you do for me, but what can I do for you? Absolutely. And then another book I read was, um, 
uh, the way of the peaceful warrior. And the, the, the final lesson in the book, and everyone should read it, and if you don't like reading, go get the movie because they actually didn't mess up the movie, okay. <laughs> um, is, is that you let go of outcomes. Wow. It's the, it's the preparation. It's the attitude. It's the mindset. It's the journey. It's the right? showing up. Yeah. Right. And then the outcome is irrelevant. It'll be what it'll be, but it'll be okay because it's what you get after all the hard work. And so um, with Givers Gain um, and BNI and and those uh, personal and professional self-development courses I took, I really set myself up for success. I don't right. want to pretend it was just me because it's it's it would be very hard to be a solopreneur and have no help, no oh, encouragement, right. nobody around you to be your cheerleader, but right. you have to be your, you do have to be your own biggest cheerleader. That's true. And nobody it, does anything by themselves. And that's what I've realized. It doesn't matter if you're the president or anything that you're doing, you have to have a team around. You're going to have your accountant. Maybe you need an attorney and. Uh, well, and, th- and that's why BNI is so amazing because so our core group um, it was the the number one people that are those people. So right. you sort of inherit the best people. They're just there for you. And so you may not need a lawyer, but then something happens and you're like, where's the best divorce attorney? Oh my goodness. Sitting with me in this room. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, and so, right. and, and then we have a lot of fun. We laugh like the divorce attorney, um, is still a personal friend of mine. And his, his you say a tagline, like my tagline was, I take the ordeal out of car deals. Oh, I love that. And his was, you know why divorce is so expensive? Because it's worth it. And okay. we all laugh, you know. <laughs> so we have fun. And then like if right. you show up at a BNI as a visitor, which you can do, you know, you 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 don't have to join one. You should go visit one. Sure. Because you can meet these people and get, you know, see how it is and see if you like it, you know. Because networking th- is key. And there's a lot so, of different ways to network. Like you said, you mentioned a lot of different groups, uh, church or meetup, or there's a plethora of groups these days, even online groups, uh, Facebook groups and our Facebook group that I'm starting soon <gasps> to, yes. so that we women who are starting over can connect and, and talk together. And, yeah. And it, sometimes you do want to, to complain or be sad and that's okay too. I don't want to pretend like it's all sunshine and roses, you know, sure. but I think if you have someone to complain or, or vent to, that is the type that will let you and then interrupt you and say, okay, what are we going to do about that? Right. And move you along in Get the process. To solutions instead of stay in the problem yeah. that's draining or be with naysayers. Sometimes we learn. I remember I mentioned something I wanted to do to a it was actually a relative of mine and they immediately started saying, Oh, but this and that. And I thought, yeah, you have to be careful and know who the people are. that are going to support you and, and find the people that you want to become like. And, well, and in that mentor. case, you know, you have to have lines, you have to have lines in your head. And sometimes when we are in sales, we'll call them word tracks. And so the line you have to say to that person is, thank you for sharing. Yes. Um, And then, and then, or you say, that's great feedback for improvement, you know, because there's going to be that negativity, but it's not that it's what you do with it because maybe that person is giving objections and in life there will be objections in sales. There's objections and I'm not in sales any longer. I'm in service, but I was successful in sales because those objections are just opportunities for me to figure out a way to help you through your obstacle and to find a solution for you. So that's okay. What I say to people, we're all selling something. If you have a boss, you're still selling your talents, your times to them. 
or you can do that for yourself. So we need to look at sales differently in America. We've looked at it so negatively. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not a salesperson. I was telling a friend of mine the other day who has run into a product, a health product that helps her. And she goes, oh, I'm just, I can't sell this. And I said, tell your story. It's, yes. it's you're, you're helping people. You're not selling. So we have to get that negative connotation that America has built in our culture about sales because all of us need salespeople. We need that shoe salesperson and we need that insurance salesperson. And what I love about Amy and how much she's mentioned about giving to people, you reap what you sow, right? It's a, it's a law. You, what goes around comes around. And if you're not in a place where you're helping others, I'd encourage you find a place and a way to volunteer. There's a lot of need in the world. It will build you up, your confidence in it and, and makes life more satisfying, especially when you're in a financial hardship place there will be times we can do the volunteering and that might give you that idea you need. What I want Amy to share before we close here is about the model that she has and what she's done with her model of her business. And, and tell us a little more about your business and how people can contact you. Sure. So, um, so the, the business that I created after leaving the traditional business model was one where people would find me and they find me nationwide um, and for people that say, I don't have money, I can't, I haven't spent any money. I just put myself on Facebook, which was free. I'm on LinkedIn, which was free. I'm on Pinterest, which is free. Twitter, which is free. All the social media that's free. Um, and then people find me nationwide and they call me up and they ask me to, to help them. And I do. And so what I do is I do the searching for their vehicles. I do the negotiating for them. Um, and then um, I make that process seamless and transparent and I conserve their money, but more importantly, their time and energy, because those things are money. And then, um, and then at the end, you know, they're very grateful and thankful and they tell all their friends. Right. So that's the thing is while I'm giving to them, eventually I will gain by a referral. Um, for instance, when I lived in Tennessee, I continued to get referrals, um, from people from BNI and I wasn't even in Arizona anymore. And so, um, I put so much into them that they continued to give back to me and continue to all these years later, now that I'm back, um, I, I have the opportunity to um, continue to help people, you know, back in Tennessee, right. help people wherever they are at. But my favorite way to help people is is by is by giving away my model. And the sad part is is that um, it's an easy model. It doesn't. Again, I just said yeah, for I did your business, right? The model of your business. Yeah, how it works. And most people would sell you their business. You have sure. to buy a business in a box, right. and it's very expensive, and their startup cost and all this. Um, but that's not the case for this business. And so um, it's it's unfortunate um, because I have thus far only, because the automotive industry is very male dominated. So a lot of the men, they see what I'm doing and they reach out to me and they're like, I don't mean to bother you. And I'm like, you're not bothering me. How can I help you? And they go, will you tell me how it is, what you do? Yes. And I do. I walk them through it, you know, wow. walk right through it. Yeah. And I go, you can do it, you know, do it. But then they go like, wait a minute, like, that's work. And, and then they begin to value that even though they're stuck at the dealership for 70 hours a week, they have yeah. a secretary, they are given a computer, they have sure. internet, someone's paying the electric bill. And then they're like, never mind. Wow. But out there, I know that there's some woman that whether it is that she goes into the dealership yes. model, okay, like I did, mm -hmm. and is successful like I was, because perhaps they're not, you know, they're not me. 
perhaps they'd be very right. happy there. Sure. You know? um, and, and then for those women that are listening that are like, hey, I want to hear more about, I want to copy that. She's giving me something to copy for free that's yes. tested, time tested, right. <laughs> six and a half years. A you woman's know. doing it successful. Yes. yes. And, I, and I know, and I do actually think that in, in what I do that I'm going to go ahead and just say that I think women could be more successful in this because we do have that empathy. We do have that patience. Yes, yes. We do listen. We pay attention to detail. Right. You know, like just last night I was looking for a particular unit and it was, I needed it to be black. And I asked for support from across the nation. Does, if anybody lands their eyes on this vehicle, would you let me know? Shoot me a text. So the first thing that happened was they were not texting me, even though it very clearly said text is best. And then it said 727 804 8118. And anyone listening that ever wants to talk to me about anything, text me. And so I, I say that to you, like I say that to them, and I mean it. And people do text me all the time for all variety of weird reasons. What was the name of the book? What's yes. the name of that charity? Right. You know, um, what was the name of that BNI? You know, right, that, text me. I don't yes. mind. And so they weren't texting me. And I was like, not listening. They're not listening. They're not following instructions. And then I very, very clearly said the vehicle had to be black. And then they, uh, were sending me pictures of red ones and silver ones and a bright green lime one was my favorite, Oh wow! you know? And so as a female, um, I believe that you have the, you have the, um, propensity to be very successful in any business that it requires this listening attention right, to right, detail right. and honoring this person's request of you to yes. do it, how they want it done. Yes. Fast, slow, whatever you, you give them what they're telling you they need. Right. And so if that number again for auto Amy is 727-804-8118, because any woman that's out there that's thinking I need to start over again by circumstance like me where I was surprised by it, but boom, there I was, yeah. or someone that's sitting in a cubicle that just goes, this is not my life. <laughs> I am not to, meant to sit in here from nine to five until retirement. This is, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. We can, you can do something else you can. And yeah. there are people who would support you, encourage Absolutely. you, give you the framework, the systems Absolutely. To, to be successful. And, and I'm happy to offer that to people. And I love that about Amy and Amy, this has been absolutely wonderful. I love everything you shared. I did not know that you had that rare disease that when you were younger and, and how adults, things that adults said to you, the good positive things, just remind ourselves of that. And thank you for sharing your success story here. It's very realistic success story for really anybody that lives anywhere in our nation. You could live in a rural city. You can live in a big city because you matter. do it all across the nation. So thank you for joining us today. You're I'm so grateful for the opportunity to share with people. I've had... I've had great opportunities in my life that I picked up on and I took advantage of them, you know, by, by being listening. Right. And so for the people that are listening today, I hope someone, you know, wants to go ahead and reach out and, and say, well, you know, what about me? And then we can say, what about you? What, what you know, how can we help you? Right. Um, because it's definitely um, happened for me and it, it can happen for anybody. They okay. just sometimes have to put themselves out there. So, right. And, and if she can do it, if Amy can do it, so can you. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, my friend, thank you for letting me be with you today. Please leave a review so that women that need help can find this podcast. I am Nora Ellen. 
your host. See you next time on Women Starting Over.